0: say we are continuing today in Yomi. we are beginning emir Hashem, meseches Peah, parakeh chapter 5 mishnayis aleph through bays so mishnah aleph says as follows so you have the following situation imagine for a moment you have leket remember again leket refers to the stocks that are dropped by the balabais at the time that he is harvesting his field. So the following situation, we have a pile of wheat that was put on top of stalks of Leket. So remember again, stalks of Leket are normally reserved for the poor. In this particular situation, before the paupers had the opportunity to go ahead and collect their Leket, the Balabayis went ahead and put his wheat on top of it. So what's Ta'lochah? Any stalks, any stalks that are touching the ground, by definition, belong to the poor. So essentially, again, the Baktanur explains this is a penalty. So because, again, the Balabayas wasn't careful and he put his personal wheat on top of the part for the poor, on top of the Leket, therefore, anything that's on the ground, essentially the bottom layer of the pile, anything that's on the ground is going to belong to the poor. Haruach So in this case over here, the balabais had his had his pile of wheat and the wind scattered his wheat so now again what ended up happening is that halacha lemaysa, his wheat now spread over the leket so now we have a mixture of leket stalks which are the stalks that belong to the poor and the stalks that belong to the balabais so what's the halacha? Interestingly enough, so again, the first opinion the Mishnah says, essentially, we evaluate. We evaluate on a, on a typical field how much, like it there must be some type of ratio that They would come up with, you know, for every uh, for every you know amount of wheat that was harvested, the owner would normally go ahead and drop so and so amount. So they would calculate just based on evaluation how much leket would have normally been left, and halacha al-lamais again, that's what you have to give to the poor. Rabbi Shem Yalom Rashim Gamil says, no sin laanim Ultimately, again, now it's interesting, the Bartanura says. Rab Shimonil is not really disagreeing in a in a substantive sense, but what he's saying is you don't have to start making individual valuations. Instead, the rabbis gave a particular amount. So the Bartunur explains, he says, Shu Arba kabin Lakor Zerah. four kav for every core of seed. Okay, so the Bartunur gives these amounts. Again, they're, they're pretty much saying the same idea, just expressing it differently. But the first opinion of the Tanakham is saying we actually look at the field itself. Rab Shimil says, no we just have objective amounts that we ascribe. But Allah Chalamaysa, so in case number one, where the balabais is negligent and he places his wheat on top of the Leket, we penalize him. And therefore, say anything that's laying on the ground, that's on like the ground level, belongs to the poor. Case number two, where the wind scattered his wheat, we essentially look at the field and either we just ascribe an objective ratio of Leket, of Leket to cut wheat, or we go, or to harvested wheat, or we go ahead and we go ahead and we evaluate the field. How much leket would have normally been dropped from this particular field, and give that to the poor. Beautiful, Mishnah base. An interesting case. Shiboles, shiboles, sheba verosha magia lekamo. So here is the case. In this particular situation, what happened over here is like this. Now. By way of introduction to this, in the Bayer, in the introduction of the Mishnah, see, calls over here that the mitzvah of shechachah. Now, remember again, shechachah normally is your piling or your bundling your wheat, and you leave behind the bundle. It's interesting to note that the mitzvah we actually saw this in Perek Dalit, that the mitzvah of shechachah doesn't only apply to bundles, but also applies to a stalk that you forgot to harvest. So, whereas Leket, Leket is a stock that was harvested and dropped. So, Shichacha could either be a bundle that was left behind or a stalk that was just not harvested, a stalk of grain that was not harvested with the rest of the stalks, that also becomes shichacha. So now here's the shaitla. I left behind the stalk, so can I go back and harvest it or not? Or is it considered to be shichacha? So the Mishnah says it depends. So she So it's very simple. Essentially, if the solitary stalk when bent over, right? When bent over, or I should say, is cl- when the, if the solitary stalk is close enough to the wheat, to the wheat stalks that the, that the owner is about to harvest, to the point that he could harvest all of them at once, right? So I'd be able, if I'm the farmer, I'd be able to take the wheat I'm in front of and grab the stalk that are left behind. I could grab them all in one handful and harvest them at once then ultimately that stock belongs, that solitary stock belongs to the balabais But if, however, the solitary stock is so far from the other standing wheat, that Halacha Lameisa, one could not grab it with the rest of the standing wheat, ultimately, again, then it becomes like Shekacha and becomes the property of the poor. The Mishnah then goes on, an interesting case. Shibola Shabbat So I'm sorry See so the, the next case is like this Right Good Shibola Shabbat is Arva Bagadish So another interesting case In this situation again We have Shibola Shalaket. So once again We have a single stock A single stock of laket. That was not collected by the NEM. Now, what happens? is Arva Bagadish and it gets mixed in with the rest of the pile. So, remember again, this is not the pile of the balabayas. It's not leket. It's just regular personal own property. So, what's the halacha? Maaser So, what ends up happening is now. Remember, here's the interesting part. Leket produce, of course, is not subject to trumas and meisras. The farmer's own produce, of course, is subject to trumas and meisras. So, what? What do I do in a situation like this? So ultimately, the farmer separates meiser from one of the stalks in the pile because obviously we don't know which stalk is the actual leket, and ultimately, again, gives that stalk, gives that one stalk, ultimately to the ani, right? And essentially, they do a swap. So the owner gives the owner gives that stalk to the to the ani, and the ani kind of gives his. His, you know, his stalk, or I should say, gives his chilek back to the farmer, so that the farmer now is able to retain ownership over the rest of the pile. Rabbi Eliezer disagrees, and he says as follows, So how could the Oni exchange something that he never actually took possession of? So interesting, Rabbi Eliezer has a different approach. Rabbi Eliezer says that in fact, the way to, to remedy the situation is as follows, that the farmer will convey ownership over the entire pile, to the Ani. So now, again, remember, when the Ani acquires the pile, he also acquires the stock of Leket that somehow is mixed in there. And then ultimately, again, the farmer goes ahead and then takes Maeser from one of the stocks and gives it to the Ani. And again, Rabbi Lazar prefers this particular model because in this situation, the pauper actually took possession of that which was the Laket and therefore was able to subsequently convey it back to the farmer. Wonderful. We will stop over here. with and Dalid tomorrow, wishing everyone a wonderful day.